Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Brewing Faith. It's Thursday, starting out with a little Christmas music this morning. I want to hear the song the angels are singing when I get up there. I don't know what it'll be like, but I just like that Christmas song this morning. <clears throat> Aren't you thankful he came to earth? He was born, lived, went to a cross and died for every one of us. Well, this morning, uh, the title, the topic is Rehearsal. And somebody may have been listening or tuned in and thought when I said rehearsal that we were going to have uh, drama practice. I thought of that when I was reading the scripture uh, this morning in Acts chapter 14. I'm going to read from Acts chapter 14 today, <clears throat> and we're going to read one passage of scripture and then go back a little bit and just kind of work through the scripture so our title is rehearsal uh but i think we need to do a little background on what this rehearsal is here acts chapter 14 and we're going to be talking about testimony and not forgetting what god has done for us so i got bishop and grandma pearson in studio with me this morning and they've got a million stories to tell about how God, good God is. So maybe if they can just think of one while I'm going through this uh, uh, brewing faith this morning. Because I don't ever want to forget how good God is. So Acts chapter 14 in my scripture text, the one verse I'm going to read and then we'll back up, is verse number 27, Acts chapter 14 and 27, and it's Paul and Barnabas here, <clears throat> and he says here, when they were come, 
and had gathered the church together. I like the way it says that there. When the church had come together, the church had gathered together. Aren't you thankful for church today? I'm thankful that the church gathers together. When they were come and had gathered the church together, they rehearsed. So here's my title this morning. It says, they rehearsed all that God had done with them. Boy, we have a lot to tell what God has done for us and done through us and how he works. They gathered the church together. They rehearsed. And so the key word is there, they rehearsed. They told it. They, and when you rehearse, you go over it over and over and over. They rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. So want to talk a little bit this morning about the importance of rehearsal. And in context of the importance of rehearsal of how good God is. Because that's what they were doing here. They were rehearsing how good God was. So I want to back up to verse number 19, I believe it is. Yes, we'll start reading in verse number 19 just to get the whole context and the setting here of why were they having rehearsal and what was going on here at this time rehearsal. I don't want to ever forget. I don't want my kids to forget. My grandkids. I'm thankful for a for a grandpa that told stories to to my dad and, and passed it on down. And it doesn't matter if we're first generation, second generation, third generation. We rehearse it. We rehearse it to our friends, our our family, our our our, our children. So here in verse number 19, chapter 14 of Acts, uh, again, talking about Paul and Barnabas here, it says, they came thither, There came thither certain Jews from Antioch. They had just seen God do a miracle through Paul and Barnabas. There came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium who persuaded the people and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city and supposing he had been dead. How be it? As the disciples stood round about him, and I see that the, the the enemy had left Paul for dead. They had stoned him. But aren't you thankful for a church family? A church family that stands with you. Paul was left for dead. They left him. They were like, it's over for Paul. How be it? There were some disciples that stood round about him. Amen. That's what I see when I see the church. Thank God for a church family. As the, as the disciples stood round about him, it says he rose up. Amen. I, I talked a little bit about that on, on Tuesday night, that resistance training. And when you're really trying to get strength, having a spotter there because you're, you're lifting with everything you got. We need each other. As the disciples stood round about him, he rose up and came into the city. And the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derby. So here in, in chapter 14, they stone Paul. They leave him for dead. The church is there. The disciples are there for him. And then him and Barnabas, they depart. Okay, you guys stone me. I'm going to go on and preach in another city. But this is really cool. I just I know we're talking about rehearsal, but this whole chapter here just just spoke to me as I read it today. Verse number twenty one goes on to say, and when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they did something really dumb. What's the next words it says? It says they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch. Wait a second, I'm going to go back. What does verse nineteen says? It says they were in Antioch and Iconium, and that's where the people, they the Jews, certain Jews persuaded the people, and they stoned Paul and drew him out of the city and left him for dead. And then Paul and Barnabas, after they had taught many, after they departed to Derby, they went back to Iconium and Antioch. Now that's crazy. Why in the world did Paul and Barnabas go back to Antioch and to Iconium? Well, I think it's because I think it's because in my mind, I think it's because the same reason I wanted to walk the pews on Tuesday night. 
Because Paul was walking back into Antioch and he was pointing his finger right in the devil's face. And he was saying, yeah, I know they stoned me right here, devil. That's why I'm coming back right here. I'm letting you know, devil, I was left for dead here. And here I am coming back. You're not going to make me afraid. Amen. So we're getting to the rehearsal part in verse number uh, verse number 22, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. You know what? He had to, I, th I believe he had to go back to Iconium and, and Antioch to, to build faith in the disciples there that, hey, you can make it. I, they left me for dead, but here I am. I'm still alive. I'm still alive. Aren't you thankful for the church today? Confirming the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, and that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. And when they had ordained them elders in every church and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. They lifted one another up. They continued in the faith. They prayed. They fasted. That's what it's all about. I'm going to skip a couple verses here. Um, and then and then verse number 27 is our scripture text that we read. And it says here, they rehearsed, they rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. Aren't you thankful that God opens doors? I can't. I can't open doors today, but God can do anything. And they, they, they rehearsed how good God was. Now they had, Paul had just been left, left for dead, but it does not say that they talked all about the negative. It does not say that they talked about how they had been beaten, but it says they talked about how God had opened doors of faith unto the Gentiles. And we can go back to Acts chapter 10. And Acts chapter 10, that's a, that's a, I love to read Acts chapter 10 because it's the opening the door of the, to the Gentiles of this Holy Ghost. That's, that's, that's important for me today. And then verse number 28, verse number 28, after they had rehearsed together, they, they kept telling each other, we don't want to forget. We can't ever forget how good God is. And then verse number 28, they go on and, they, and it says, and there they abode long time with the disciples. I don't know how much time that was, but it makes the note to say they abode a long time. And sometimes we need good fellowship, good rehearsal. Can you say it that way? Good rehearsal, practice, amen, telling each other how good God is because they had been stoned. They had gone through tribulation. They had gone through trial. And and I see the importance of the church here. It says the church gathered together. No, we're not going to talk about how the devil beat us up, but we're going to talk about how the disciples gathered round about us and I got back up. Amen. Aren't you thankful how good God is? I want to rehearse it. Keep on. Keep rehearsing it. Amen. God's people gathering together. Uh, I remember a couple weeks ago, Bishop uh, preaching. I think it was preaching on Sunday night, a week and a half ago or so. And he used that scripture, whatever's pure, lovely, of good report. There's so much we can talk about how good God is. Rehearsal. That's why I, as I was writing notes, I was thinking, you know what? I want to worship God more. Why? Because he's been so good to me. I want to rehearse it. And, and, and when I start thinking about how good he is, I want to worship him more. I don't ever want to get an entitlement mentality with God that God owes me anything. But I always want to have a grateful and thankful heart because he forgave me. That he's a forgiving God. He's a God of grace. He's a God of mercy. I'm thankful that he forgave me today and I want to rehearse it. I want to tell everybody I can how good God is to me. Amen. I don't want to ever get that spirit in me that uh, says, I, 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 I just can't forgive somebody. No, I want to have a spirit of thanksgiving and forgiveness because, wow, he's forgiven me of a lot. I want to rehearse it every day. It's a daily thing. Rehearsal. Have rehearsal. 
That's what we're coming, doing when we come to the house of God. We're having rehearsal. Oh, the devil and the enemy likes to try and make us forget. But never forget how where God has brought you from and how good he is today. Bishop, Grandma Pearson, somebody have a story. Testimony. Well, I just automatically think of... Uh... The story was related to me about my mother being healed of tuberculosis when she was dying when I was just a small boy and how it was pouring down rain. She begged my dad to take her down to the little church and um, that night God healed her and um, that was rehearsed to me uh, by my father and my mother over and over. I tell it. When I go somewhere and preach a certain message, I tell it very detailed what transpired. I've told it to my son that just got through talking to you that's doing Brewing Faith today. And I've taught it, I've mentioned it to my grandchildren. And hopefully uh, my grandchildren will, when I'm long gone, they'll say, oh, I remember a story that great-grandpa told, and he told my dad, my dad told me, and I'm telling my child, the goodness of the Lord, the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow to it, year after year after year. Yes, rehearsal. Rehearsal is so important. Tell it, tell it, tell it, tell it. Grandma, you have something to add? Yes, I remember when we lived in Oxnard, California, and... We didn't have much while we were there, but we had a church that had a lot of faith in God. And we had a contest one time. And my husband thought later, hey, why did they pick all the good guys that have all the money on one team and our poor guys are on the other team? And it looked like all the odds were against us. But my husband got a determination in him and he said, we are going to win. We had one other guy on the team that had a job. <laughs> we had two guys that didn't have jobs and a lot of uh, uh, women that their husbands weren't in church. So we kind of had it stacked against us. But he got out and we worked. We did all kinds of crazy stuff just to do that. And when it came down to the day on the Sunday that we were going to reveal how much money we had, my husband had to be... Uh, gone on his job. He was gone out of town. But he called me and he said, Barbara, I want you to put a hundred dollars in the offering. Write a check. I said, honey, you know we don't have any money. We don't have any. He said, Barbara, put that hundred dollars in there. And so, of course, on Sunday, I obeyed my husband and I put that hundred dollars in. And guess what? Our team won. It was just unbelievable. I remember the look on the pastor's face. He could not believe that we had raised so much money. But guess what? On Monday morning, my husband had a check in the mail. And guess what it was for? A hundred dollars because of a work that he had been doing for a lady that he um, moved in the nursing home. And it was just like God said, I knew the money was already in the mail. And I just thank the Lord. Every time I think about it, I know God hears and answers prayers. Amen. Wow. That's cool. I did not I did not rehearse with Bishop and Grandma. They walked in right as Brewing Faith started this morning, but I knew they'd have a story for me. Amen. We can put our faith in God today. That was that was how many years ago, Grandma? It's probably over. How old were you? How old I'm 51 you? now, so was I? Was, was like I was probably old. two two years old, years almost four, 48 years ago, but still telling it the goodness of God, and I want to get some of that in my DNA that's passed on down. Rehearse it today, how good God is. I'm gonna close with our signature song. Pass the faith along. Pass the faith along to somebody. Keep rehearsing it. Love y'all. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow at 10 a.m.
bunch of chickens this morning. Okay, okay. <clears throat> I know people are wondering, what in the world are we starting brewing faith with this morning? Well, the kids wanted to do a promo. Sunday, 10 a.m., that's what you're going to hear. These kids are going to be singing real loud. We had some, we had some of them were chickens this morning, though. I was trying to give them the mic, but some of them sang really loud. What shall we name the baby? The Great Late Potentate. 10 a.m. on Sunday. Excited for that. Invite. Oh, we're going to do it. We're going to do it today. Amen. <clears throat> well, let's stand. Sister Pearson, no, let's, we're not done singing drums. We're not done singing. We got to have a, we got to have a, we got to have a reset. <laughs> I was, it was about this time a couple years ago, a guy wanted do a reset he meant to jump in lake michigan that would be a reset wouldn't it if you jump in lake michigan right now today you think it's chilly out there right now jump in lake michigan but no we're gonna do a reset let's let's start chapel service let's sing unto the lord sing loud he's good all the time god is good Bible story this morning from the book of Luke chapter 17. I think it was on a brewing faith a few weeks ago. I think it was Brother Logan Seifert who is here this morning. He, uh, he made reference to this story, but I just feel to tell this story this morning. And it's, it's Thanksgiving time, it's Christmas time, and we are blessed today. You kids are blessed today. Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17, and I'm going to begin reading in verse number 11. And it came to pass as he, as Jesus, went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And he entered into a certain village. There met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice, with a loud voice, he glorified God, fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks and he was a Samaritan. That's cool too. He was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, 
Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God. Save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. So this morning, I, when I, I don't know why, but this came to me. Maybe it's because in the world that we're living in today, and uh, I know we were in a museum and, and a few weeks ago and we were looking at, you know, all these animals that were taxidermies that got a hold of. And some of you kids were like, oh, these poor animals. Well, I was saying, you know, we're like, you know, somebody shot these animals or some, they were somebody's food. That's a, we eat, I don't know, I'm not, I don't want to get, I don't want to get off on that, but, but we can feel sorry for animals sometimes, can't we? Do we, do any of us like our animals? Uriah's shaking his head, I'm with Uriah, I don't, I, I don't feel sorry for animals. Animals are awesome, I love dogs, but they just, they just, uh, they just eat all your food and. But they're fun, though, aren't they? They're good. They're good to have as a pet. And I like a dog that wants to be that is never is never satisfied. Is you could pet that dog as long. My mom and dad's little dog. I love that dog because you could pet him for Anna. You could pet him for four hours, and then, and you'd stop, and he would be like, "Uh, I want I want you to pet me more." But I, I, for some reason, when I read this scripture last night in Luke chapter 17, I thought of, and I, I want to read through this again, that Jesus is going through Samaria, Galilee. He enters into this village and there's 10 men. I don't know. I was thinking about doing an illustration this morning, getting 10 of you. And, but think this morning, if I could get 10 of you guys up here. It says these 10, so these were people. These were hurting people. They weren't hurting animals. They were hurting people. There met 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off. So if I got 10 of you up here this morning, I'd have to rip your clothes, make you look all beat up. They, I'm sure these 10 men had sores on their body they might have had one leg they might have had one arm because leprosy it eats away at your body one of them their their nose might have been gone has anybody been on crutches before Ava you've been on crutches sister Pearson you've been on crutches <clears throat> but think about this these were ten men that were lepers and very possibly they had some type of crude crutches to help them walk. And they didn't, Ava, they didn't have a sprained ankle for a day or two or a week or Sister Pearson for six months. No, it was permanent. If their foot was gone, think of that. These men, it's 10 men with all kinds of problems. I mean, they probably didn't look very good. In fact, the scripture even says, it says they stood afar off. They couldn't clo come close to common people. They had to be far. They were the outcast. They looked, they looked bad. They were, they had leprosy, so they were unclean. And here they are. They're hurting. And I think in our world today, I can, you can think of, do you see, um, when I go to pick up people, Brother Logan, you've probably experienced this, when you go to pick up people on Sunday morning for, for church, there's a one particular intersection, that it's, there's, it's like they rotate the homeless person standing there. It's like you go by there and two hours later, it's somebody different standing there. But if you could relate that to today, homeless people, people that are hurting, but a lot of those people, these homeless people, I can't give them money because many of them, they're, they're looking for a drink. 
They're, they're looking for a drug. If I could just have 10 bucks, if you just give me 10 bucks, if you give 20 bucks, I can, I can get another drug. So I'm like, I can't, I can't help them. If I knew they were going to McDonald's to get something to eat, I'd help them. But these 10 guys, if you could think of today, that's the way they were. But they weren't looking for a drug. They were not looking for a drink. They were, they were hurting. They were the outcast. It says they stood afar off, but what were they hungry for? Verse 13, it says they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They wanted to receive something from God. So I, I, I'm, I'm just trying to paint a picture this morning that these 10 guys, they're, they're hurting. They're, they look horrible. If we had 10 of you up here and your clothes were ripped and, and your hair was all messed up, you know, y'all, I know all of you guys combed all, combed your hair this morning and cleaned all up real nice, right? But these guys look terrible. They were, they were in trouble. And they were, they were afar off. If you can get the picture as Jesus is coming through and they're standing afar off and they're like, Hey, Hey, they're trying to get Jesus attention. We don't want to drink. We don't want a drug, but it's very possible. These guys, these lepers, why were they crying out to Jesus? Do you suppose they had heard from somebody? Do you suppose they had heard about Jesus from somebody? And, and they knew he was coming through and they're like, we're outcast. We're losers. But we don't, we just, we want you, God, because we know God, you can do it. You're the healer. And when Jesus saw them, he said, go yourselves, sow yourselves to the priest. And they that went and they were cleansed. But one of them, and this is what I want to really talk to us about also too this morning is that we are blessed. I started off brewing faith this morning by saying we are blessed. Those guys are running to the priest and, and, and they were, they were cleansed. And it says when one of them saw he was healed, he, he had his, he had his crutches and that leprosy would eat away at your body. Somehow they knew that it was, it was, it wasn't going to eat it the way at their body anymore. But it looks like to me from the scripture that he was healed walking of the leprosy, but he wasn't completely made whole. But man, he was thankful because when they were healed of leprosy, Ava, they were not an outcast anymore. So they had cried out to Jesus and Jesus had heard them. And one of them, when he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice, with a loud voice, he glorified God. Man, he was, he was thankful. And he fell down on his face, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. That's why we come to the house of God. That's why we worship God. Every time I come to the house of God, I'm thankful. Because I really don't have anything to offer to God. But every time I come into the house, I'm thank, thank you, God, that I, I was an outcast, but you saved me. And when that one came back, Jesus makes note. It's interesting that Jesus makes note. And kids, you need to have a, have a thankful heart today. I know it's Thanksgiving. It's going to be Christmas. And uh, are any of you guys buying Christmas gifts? I know some of you ain't got no money. Noah, you got a thousand dollars? Not quite. You're gonna are you gonna buy your mama? You what? You have thirty-one dollars. Whoa. You're gonna buy your mama and daddy something for Christmas? Cool. Cool. But that's good for you guys to buy some. I know when you're a kid, it's like, man, I can't wait all the Christmas gifts. But I wanna be like this one guy. Jesus said, we're not their tin cleansed. I mean, Jesus recognized the fact that he said, where are, where, where's the rest of you guys? We are blessed today. 
Every one of you kids are blessed. Did you wake up under a bridge today, Caitlin? No, you didn't. You didn't wake up under a bridge. You know what? There's a lot of people in the world that are. They're just like these 10. Did you wake up this morning and was your house the same temperature as it was outside or was there heat in your house? No, you had heat in your house, didn't you? I woke up. Sister Pearson turns the temperature way down, but when I had when I got up this morning, I had to turn it up because I was cold in my own living room. Oh, I think that was me that turned the heat down. <clears throat> but you were in a warm house this morning when you woke up. There's a whole lot of the world today that they're like these these lepers, Sister Pearson, if you come. And this one guy, this one guy, he, he realized, wow, what God did for me. I know it was Nehemiah's birthday. Let's stand. It was Nehemiah's birthday on Monday? Monday. Monday, Nehemiah turned 11 years old? No. Nine. 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 I thought he was 11. He acts 11. Right? Nehemiah turned nine on Monday. And you know what? Nehemiah, you didn't get a... Did you get a new four-wheeler for your birthday? No. You didn't get a new four-wheeler for your birthday. But you know what? Nehemiah came into school on Monday and he was just excited. He had a big smile on his face. Why? Because it was his birthday. And I don't know. I know he got him a Nerf gun because he's been... Well, I've been shooting everybody with it. <laughs> I almost shot you today, Mariah, didn't I? But I knew I was missing you. But you know what? You know what, though? You were thankful. Look at me. Look at me. You were thankful. Just have a thankful heart. It's not. It's not in that I'm going to get a million dollars for Christmas, but to have a, have that heart, I'm thankful for everything that you do for me, God. It's not about the money, but it's about my attitude. And in giving gifts to God also, having that heart of, of giving back to God. And God, God wants to talk to us this morning. Kids. He wants to talk to us this morning. You know what? And I'm just and it's 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 Christmas time. And I'm thinking in, you know, well, if I could give a lot of money or if I could get a lot of money. But you know, I thought of I think it was was it last Christmas? Yeah, last Christmas. Sister Pearson got a a blanket from Anna and it was a I don't know if some of you have seen it it's an American but you know what Sister Pearson when she opened the present she cried because there was a lot of it wasn't that Anna had a million dollars and said you know what I'm just going to buy this I'm going to buy this blanket for for Sister Pearson no but Sister Pearson cried because there was a lot of thought it was a it was a a thoughtful gift that took a lot of work. Sister Anna made it for Sister Pearson. Amen. I want to have a heart of thankfulness to God. You are blessed today. Every one of you students are blessed. Amen. I want to be like the one. Thank you, God, that I didn't wake up under a bridge today. Thank you, Lord. Did anybody did anybody starve today? You didn't have food? Now, maybe some of you haven't ate, eaten yet. But you know there's food. And if you forgot your lunch, there's always food in the church. Thank you, Jesus, 
for your blessings. Let's come around these altars this morning. Sister Pearson's going to sing. Let's have a heart of thankfulness unto God. I could never thank oh, you've done so much for us, God. Praise you enough. Oh, talk to him today. Oh, Holy Ghost, touch my life today. You can receive the Holy Ghost this morning. Hallelujah. He's a gift giver today. Hallelujah. I need you today, God. I need your spirit, God. I need your Holy Ghost. Oh, raise your hands to him this morning. I love you, Jesus. Oh, I love you, Lord. Great God, hallelujah. Oh, I want to be that leper that comes back. Yes, God. I'm so thankful for you today, Jesus. morning well the kids wanted to do a promo Sunday 10 a.m. that's what you're gonna hear these kids are gonna be singing real loud we had some we had some of them were chickens this morning though I was trying to give them the mic but some of them sing really loud what shall we name the baby the great late potentate 10 a.m. on Sunday excited for that invite Oh, we're going to do it. We're going to do it today. Amen. <clears throat> well, let's stand. Sister Pearson, no, let's, we're not done singing drums. We're not done singing. We got to have a, we got to have a, we got to have a reset. <laughs> I was, it was about this time a couple years ago, a guy wanted, 
do a reset. He meant to jump in Lake Michigan. That would be a reset, wouldn't it? If you jump in Lake Michigan right now, today, you think it's chilly out there right now, jump in Lake Michigan. But no, we're going to do a reset. Let's, let's start chapel service. Let's sing unto the Lord. Sing loud. story this morning from the book of Luke chapter 17. I think it was on a brewing faith a few weeks ago. I think it was Brother Logan Seifert who is here this morning. He, uh, he made reference to this story, but I just feel to tell this story this morning. And it's, it's Thanksgiving time, it's Christmas time, and we are blessed today. You kids are blessed today. Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17, and I'm going to begin reading in verse number 11. And it came to pass as he, as Jesus, went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And he entered into a certain village. There met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice, with a loud voice, he glorified God, fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks and he was a Samaritan. That's cool too. He was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God. Save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. So this morning, I, when I, I don't know why, but this came to me. Maybe it's because in the world that we're living in today, and uh, I know we were in a museum and, and a few weeks ago, and we were looking at, you know, all these animals that were taxidermies that got a hold of, and some of you kids were like, oh, these poor animals. Well, I was saying, you know, we're like, you know, somebody shot these animals, or some, they were somebody's food. That's a, we eat, I don't know, I'm not, I don't want to get, I don't want to get off on that, but, but we can feel sorry for animals sometimes, can't we? Do we, do any of us like our animals? Uriah's shaking his head, I'm with Uriah, I don't, I, I don't feel sorry for animals. Animals are awesome, I love dogs, but they just, they just, uh, they just eat all your food and. But they're fun, though, aren't they? They're good. They're good to have as a pet. 
And I like a dog that wants to be, that is never, is never satisfied. Is You could pet that dog as long. My mom and dad's little dog. I love that dog because you could pet him for, Anna, you could pet him for four hours. And then, and you'd stop and he would be like, uh, I want, I want you to pet me more. But I, I, for some reason, when I read this scripture last night in Luke chapter 17, I thought of, and I, I want to read through this again, that Jesus is going through Samaria, Galilee. He enters into this village and there's 10 men. I don't know. I was thinking about doing an illustration this morning, getting 10 of you. And, but think this morning, if I could get 10 of you guys up here. It says these 10, so these were people. These were hurting people. They weren't hurting animals. They were hurting people. There met 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off. So if I got 10 of you up here this morning, I'd have to rip your clothes, make you look all beat up. They, I'm sure these 10 men had sores on their body. They might have had one leg. They might have had one arm because leprosy, it eats away at your body. One of them, their, their nose might have been gone. Has anybody been on crutches before? Ava, you've been on crutches. Sister Pearson, you've been on crutches. <clears throat> but think about this. These were 10 men that were lepers. And very possibly they had some type of crude crutches to help them walk. And they didn't, Ava, they didn't have a sprained ankle for a day or two or a week or Sister Pearson for six months. No, it was permanent. If their foot was gone, think of that. These men, it's 10 men with all kinds of problems. I mean, they probably didn't look very good. In fact, the scripture even says, it says they stood afar off. They couldn't clo come close to common people. They had to be far. They were the outcast. They looked, they looked bad. They were, they had leprosy, so they were unclean. And here they are. They're hurting. And I think in our world today, I can, you can think of, do you see, um, when I go to pick up people, Brother Logan, you've probably experienced this, when you go to pick up people on Sunday morning for, for church, there's a one particular intersection. That it's, there's, it's like they rotate the homeless person standing there. It's like you go by there and two hours later, it's somebody different standing there. But if you could relate that to today, homeless people, people that are hurting. But a lot of those people, these homeless people, I can't give them money because many of them, they're, they're looking for a drink. They're, they're looking for a drug. If I could just have 10 bucks, if you just give me 10 bucks, if you give 20 bucks, I can, I can get another drug. So I'm like, I can't, I can't help them. If I knew they were going to McDonald's to get something to eat, I'd help them. But these 10 guys, if you could think of today, that's the way they were. But they weren't looking for a drug. They were not looking for a drink. They were, they were hurting. They were the outcast. It says they stood afar off, but what were they hungry for? Verse 13, it says they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They wanted to receive something from God. So I, I, I'm, I'm just trying to paint a picture this morning that these 10 guys, they're, they're hurting. They're, they look horrible. If we had 10 of you up here and your clothes were ripped and, and your hair was all messed up, you know, y'all, I know all of you guys combed all, combed your hair this morning and cleaned all up real nice, right? But these guys look terrible. They were, they were in trouble. And they were, they were afar off. If you can get the picture as Jesus is coming through and they're standing afar off and they're like, Hey, Hey, 
They're trying to get Jesus' attention. We don't want to drink. We don't want to drug. But it's very possible these guys, these lepers, why were they crying out to Jesus? Do you suppose they had heard from somebody? Do you suppose they had heard about Jesus from somebody? And, and they knew he was coming through and they're like, we're outcasts, we're losers. But we don't, we just, we want you, God, because we know God, you can do it. You're the healer. And when Jesus saw them, he said, go yourselves, sow yourselves to the priest. And they that went and they were cleansed. But one of them, and this is what I want to really talk to us about also too this morning, is that we are blessed. I started off brewing faith this morning by saying we are blessed. Those guys are running to the priest and, and, and they were, they were cleansed. And it says when one of them saw he was healed, he, he had his, he had his crutches and that leprosy would eat away at your body. Somehow they knew that it was, it was, it wasn't going to eat it away at their body anymore. But it looks like to me from the scripture that he was healed walking of the leprosy, but he wasn't completely made whole. But man, he was thankful because when they were healed of leprosy, Ava, they were not an outcast anymore. So they had cried out to Jesus and Jesus had heard them. And one of them, when he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice, with a loud voice, he glorified God. Man, he was, he was thankful. And he fell down on his face, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. That's why we come to the house of God. That's why we worship God. Every time I come to the house of God, I'm thankful. Because I really don't have anything to offer to God. But every time I come into the house, I'm thank, thank you, God, that I, I was an outcast, but you saved me. And when that one came back, Jesus makes note. It's interesting that Jesus makes note. And kids, you need to have a, have a thankful heart today. I know it's Thanksgiving. It's going to be Christmas. And uh, are any of you guys buying Christmas gifts? I know some of you ain't got no money. Noah, you got a thousand dollars? Not quite. You're gonna? Are you gonna buy your mama? You what? You have thirty-one dollars. Whoa! You're gonna buy your mama and daddy something for Christmas? Cool, cool. But that's good for you guys to buy some. I know when you're a kid, it's like, man, I can't wait all the Christmas gifts. But I want to be like this one guy. Jesus said, we're not their tin cleanse. I mean, Jesus recognized the fact that he said, where are, where, where's the rest of you guys? We are blessed today. Every one of you kids are blessed. Did you wake up under a bridge today, Caitlin? No, you didn't. You didn't wake up under a bridge. You know what? There's a lot of people in the world that are. They're just like these 10. Did you wake up this morning and was your house the same temperature as it was outside or was there heat in your house? No, you had heat in your house, didn't you? I woke up. Sister Pearson turns the temperature way down, but when I had when I got up this morning, I had to turn it up because I was cold in my own living room. Oh, I think that was me that turned the heat down. <clears throat> but you were in a warm house this morning when you woke up. There's a whole lot of the world today that they're like these these lepers, Sister Pearson. If you come. And this one guy, this one guy, he, he realized, wow, what God did for me. I know it was Nehemiah's birthday. Let's stand. It was Nehemiah's birthday on Monday? Monday. Monday, Nehemiah turned 11 years old? No. Nine. 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 I thought he was 11. He acts 11. Right? Nehemiah turned nine on Monday. 
And you know what? Nehemiah, you didn't get a... Did you get a new four-wheeler for your birthday? No. You didn't get a new four-wheeler for your birthday. But you know what? Nehemiah came into school on Monday and he was just excited. He had a big smile on his face. Why? Because it was his birthday. And I don't know. I know he got him a Nerf gun because he's been... Well, I've been shooting everybody with it. <laughs> I almost shot you today, Mariah, didn't I? But I knew I was missing you. But you know what? You know what, though? You were thankful. Look at me. Look at me. You were thankful. Just have a thankful heart. It's not. It's not in that I'm going to get a million dollars for Christmas, but to have a have that heart, I'm thankful for everything that you do for me, God. It's not about the money, but it's about my attitude. And in giving gifts to God also, having that heart of, of giving back to God. And God, God wants to talk to us this morning kids he wants to talk to us this morning you know what and I'm just and it's 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 Christmas time and I'm thinking in you know well if I could give a lot of money or if I could get a lot of money but you know I thought of I think it was was it last Christmas yeah last Christmas Sister Pearson got a a blanket from Anna. And it was a, I don't know if some of you have seen it, it's an American. But you know what? Sister Pearson, when she opened the present, she cried because there was a lot of, it wasn't that Anna had a million dollars and said, you know what, I'm just going to buy this. I'm going to buy this blanket for, for Sister Pearson. No, but Sister Pearson cried because there was a lot of thought it was a it was a a thoughtful gift that took a lot of work. Sister Anna made it for Sister Pearson. Amen. I want to have a heart of thankfulness to God. You are blessed today. Every one of you students are blessed. Amen. I want to be like the one. Thank you, God, that I didn't wake up under a bridge today. Thank you, Lord. Did anybody did anybody starve today? You didn't have food? Now, maybe some of you haven't ate, eaten yet. But you know there's food. And if you forgot your lunch, there's always food in the church. Thank you, Jesus, for your blessings. Let's come around these altars this morning. Sister Pearson's going to sing. Let's have a heart of thankfulness unto God. You've done so much for us, God. Praise you enough. Go talk to him today. You are so great. Oh, Holy Ghost, touch my life today. I could never praise you. You can receive the Holy Ghost this morning. Hallelujah. He's a gift giver today. Hallelujah. I need you today, God. I need your spirit, God. I need your Holy Ghost. Oh, raise your hands to him this morning. I love you, Jesus. Oh, I love you, Lord. You are so great. I could never thank you enough. Never praise you enough. Great God, hallelujah. Oh, I want to be that leper that comes back. Yes, God. I'm so thankful for you today, Jesus.
Oh, I can never thank you enough, Jesus.